Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast of Word First Ministries. Tune in each week and join us as we pursue God's command to make disciples of all nations. What is up, you guys? Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast brought to you by Word First Ministries. I am your host, Jacob O'Neill, and as always, I'm joined by my friends Cameron and Bailey. Thank you. And today, we have a very special guest in the studio, Mr. Espen yeah. Tillerson. Thank you for letting me come. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you excited? I, well, I'm fine. I, 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 I'm okay. I'm balanced. All right. <laughs> there you go. He knows not to be too excited. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Prepare for a balanced experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you excited? I, I'm very Norwegian. Yeah, I, I, I woke up not, not in the best condition today, but uh, uh-huh. I, I balanced it a little bit by doing a haircut. So <laughs> that's, I, I, right. That's, that's right. Feel bad, look good. Yeah, yeah that's right. If I'm sick, but if my hair looks yeah. great. Perfect. <laughs> Bailey, why don't you pray us in, yeah. man? <laughs> um, God Almighty, thank you um, for all the reasons that we all have to thank you for. Um, but of course, thank you for our brother Espen and mm-hmm. just the um, brother that we have in him, the um, Christian brothers and sisters that he uh, sort of stands for, um, who have welcomed us here right from the very beginning. Um, so Lord, thank you for him, and we just pray that you would um, help us to soak up knowledge and wisdom and insight from him. Um, help us to learn from our brother today. Mm-hmm. And I just pray that today would be a conversation that brings us nearer to wisdom that you know we need for this uh, work that we're out here for. Um, and that it would bring us all to look uh, more directly at you. So Lord, we love you. We devote this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <clears throat> Well, Esmin, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you are the pastor at the church we just joined. Yeah, yeah. That's you, pretty you awesome. Should, you should be scared. You should be scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, so why don't you tell uh, some of the folks back home, um, uh, most of our viewers are people who have sent us from the United States. Mm-hmm. How about you tell them a little bit about yourself? I know this is the worst question in the yeah. world to ask. <laughs> why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself and uh, who you are? Yeah, yeah, like where I come from uh, and things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I you know, I, uh, I moved to Oslo five, six years ago, and uh, then I came from the west. But originally, I grew up in the in the south, mm-hmm. the very south of Norway. Uh, grew up in uh, it's a pretty religious uh, area in many ways. Mm-hmm. I say we would grow up with the Christian worldview, uh, and uh, my my parents they they moved down there. Uh, when they were, when I was, I was born down there. Mm-hmm. But they just moved down when I was born, and uh, and uh, my father came from Oslo, my mother from Trondheim. Mm-hmm. So they had this idea uh, a little late, but you know, moving down to a little farm, making our own vegetables, and uh, be sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like this hippie movement, just yeah. a little late, uh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> without all the drugs and, and stuff. Uh, and that's so wonderful. The yeah, hippie yeah. movement yeah. in Norway was let's all start farms. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. But it was not That's only us that came. It yeah, was many sure. families that moved around and, and, and settled on, on farms, small farms in the south. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was uh, interesting. Uh, and, and that's mostly where we got our friends in this other, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. other people moved from from city and down. Mm. Very cool. So did you grow up, uh, you said um, it was like the religious south of mm-hmm. Norway. Yeah. I've heard it been called the Norwegian Bible Belt for <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, we know that familiar term from the U.S. Yeah. of like the southern states. Um, did you grow up in a Christian home? How did you yeah. come to know Jesus Christ? Yeah, no, I, um, well, I, I would say I, I grew up in, you know, hearing a lot of the stories. And even in school, we had Bible stories uh, in kindergarten. We mm. probably had it. And uh, mm. uh, so so you got into this. I think I didn't hear, hear about, for example, evolution theory before I was far up in like uh, 14, 15 years old. Or, mm. uh, maybe. Mm, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> uh, so, so we grew up within this. Uh, and uh, But it's still, even if it was so Christian, uh, it was... Um, it was not popular to be a confessing Christian and say that mm-hmm. you were, were a believer. It mm-hmm. was not, uh, you know, if you were a believer, you were, uh, yeah, not a, not a, yeah, yeah, people didn't like you that much. You're kind of <laughs> weird. Yeah, weird. Yeah. There was yeah. one, I think there was one in my class that said openly, I, I believe in Jesus. Uh, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, uh, I grew up in this and, uh, uh, yeah, and I, I, I remember I, you know, but I, so I was believing, think that God was existing and all of this, but uh, when I got, 
12, 13 and of onwards, I, I kind of left it and thought, well, you know, I, yeah, this is not important. Mm. Mm. Maybe when I become old, I, I will start to believe in, in mm. something like that. And, mm. and uh, I remember also uh, that, um, uh, you know, yes, it was Christian, but I, I struggled to understand uh, some, some few Christians. There was not many, but they said, like, Jesus is alive and things mm. like that. Well, what does that mean? You know, mm. well, I mean, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it was yeah. 2,000 years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, so, yeah, so I... I um, uh, I didn't, uh, and, and my friends also, we, we were not going to church or we didn't, didn't grow up in church. I was doing sports mostly. I loved sports all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was, yeah, playing football, doing all kinds of uh, different sports. Right. And then also enjoying wildlife and, and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but but it, it comes to, it came to change when I was uh, 18. Okay. Um, and uh, I started to think about identity or what was you know what what should I live for you know mm-hmm. what what should uh, maybe I should find some big uh, hobby that I really could devote myself for you mm-hmm. know and I was actively actively playing volleyball at that mm-hmm. time yeah. and I thought you know should I go uh, try to reach uh, national level on that Ooh. you know mm-hmm. but uh, I didn't I didn't know but I I was searching for something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh, um, my mother she was. She was not, uh, you know, she 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 read uh, the the kids' Bible for us mm-hmm. when we were small, yeah. at least sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, she said later, yeah, I was not a Christian, but I I, I thought it was maybe important, so I did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, but she had become a Christian uh, some years before, yeah. So, like when I was fifteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. she became a Christian, and wow. Uh, wow. Uh, we didn't speak so much about it, but I kn- knew that it had happened, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, th- so that's um, that also happened. And then, uh, yeah, then I was, um, you know, I you know about Rus, yeah, Rus yeah. celebration sure. in Norway after yeah. uh, after school, yeah, yeah. Cool. What's that? Rus. I'll, yeah. I'll do my best to explain yeah. it. You tell yeah, me if I get this right. <laughs> at least one of you. So <laughs> for the last, it lasts for about a month. And yeah. it's the end of your. It's at the end of Virgonuskola. Uh, mm-hmm. So before you go to university. So in, in Norway, you don't have to do these last few years of school. Uh, that then they go to university. And for the last month, there's something called Rus, where people go. They get into different groups and they raise a lot of money and they do a lot of things. But it's like a party for a month. It's like a par- and it's the more I learn about it, the less like a real thing it sounds like. But it's it. But I've we've kind of seen it. <laughs> so so these students they like buy buses and yeah. paint them and put the yeah. biggest loudest sound system in it they can and they terrorize the neighborhood at all hours. Oh yeah yeah. I have seen that. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what that was. So so, so we had a, we had a car too. Uh, we yeah. call it, uh, it translated beer box. Yeah. <laughs> of course. There and, you go. But uh, and for me. It has been something to look forward to, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I love to do party, to get drunk and all the stuff. But uh, at that point, I had started to read the Bible and and that was uh, affecting me emotionally mm. uh, wow. about this. Uh, I, I didn't enjoy to get drunk anymore and I started to to avoid it. And uh, mm. so, so there was a big change happening and uh, I was not ready to become a Christian yet, mm-hmm. but, but I was kind of, uh, something was going on that was really a little bit weird because, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, then I, when I moved away to study, I, I was going to be an engineer. I went to Trondheim to study five years there, but uh, I didn't, <laughs> it didn't last that long. Mm-hmm. But when I moved there, uh, I, um, I, you know, I found some notes on the university uh, about Christian uh, gatherings in different places, you can mm. go there, and uh, you yeah. know. And I start to uh, actually go to to seek out uh, different Christian uh, um, uh, communities to to find out what faith is. You know, what, sure. what is you know because I didn't know mm. how. What is it to be a believer? Can I? Can I? How can I? How can I believe? How <laughs> do I know? What do I do? I was very like, uh, yeah. I wanted to find out. Right. Yeah. That's. So. I'm. I'm really curious uh, if you remember what what parts of the Bible were you reading that kind of just convinced. Because <laughs> first yeah. of all, I love testimonies yeah. like that that yeah. are just kind of like I. I know people who yeah. became a Christian by just reading the New Testament, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And. Uh, unfortunately, in my experience, they're few, few and far between. But so, yeah. what yeah. what part of the Bible, old or new? <laughs> yeah, did you that's, read? that's also actually an interesting uh, story because uh, I uh, okay. So you know, the way I, I went to the Bible was okay. I have to check out if if this book has something. 
that I can find, you know, overlaps with history books mm. and history lessons, mm. you know. So I went to the Old Testament to try yeah. to find, you know, there you go. It's, it's, it's a big, <laughs> big event in world history there. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, and uh, I read uh, and I read quite a lot, you know, every day, uh, and uh, and then I, uh, I I was drawn to the New Testament mm. because I was I had this in my mind, you know. I heard the New Testament. I heard it on, you know, we heard it on school, and uh, mm. you know, the boring stories about Jesus. It's not interesting, right? Mm-hmm. right? It's, but but in that process of reading the Old Testament, I I, I felt drawn to read the New Testament. Mm. Wow! And, and then uh, yeah, and then I I found this started to find this story interesting uh, again. So so yeah. So that was, and I think that was when I went to a, a, a church in uh, when I moved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was not so much about that church or that, but it was about the stories mm. I read and the Jesus I met in the scriptures. Mm. So I was kind of giving my life to Him. Mm. Yeah, uh, uh, that was happening in the background. Uh, yeah, so so that was uh, yeah, that's uh, kind of. So I went to a church. I uh, they asked. You know, I was in different places. Uh, a lot of them didn't talk much about. Uh, how to become a Christian. They were just mm. like, oh, they were more uh, about uh, dating or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but uh, this church was more like uh, straightforward. Oh, if you want to become a Christian, yes, that's why I'm here. So, yeah, right. <laughs> so then I asked them and, and they helped me to understand more. And at this point, you're yeah. like, you're 19 or just yeah, 20? 19. 19, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, th- that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. So it, it was really just kind of, that's, I, I almost want to camp there for like so long, but <laughs> it was literally just yeah. reading God's word, being dr- him drawing you to himself yeah. just by reading his word. And that's awesome, man. That's really cool. And the community that it sounds like you got plugged into of like yeah. being around other believers. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's really cool, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, it was important to, to make, you know, the, 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 the time of decision. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I said, okay, now or never, you know, I, I have to forget about this. I have to go into this. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and that was very scary, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like throwing yourself off a cliff, right? Mm, yeah. Or walk on the water or whatever, you know, it's like, <laughs> because you don't know if it will hold you or will, will his fate hold you, yeah. you know, or uh, will it really and then, mm. so it's kind of very, it's a leap in faith in many mm. ways. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I was scared, but uh, <laughs> it went fine. It went fine? It went very fine. Yeah, it is. It, 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 uh, it was the biggest uh, turning, life, uh, turning point in my life, of course. You know, mm. I, it was a very, very big turning point. And uh, right. yeah, I think everybody around me uh, sensed that. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Right on, man. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a great story. I want to cap there, but I won't. But now apparently, um, uh, cause I said in the beginning, you, uh, eventually felt called to be a pastor right here in Norway. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> no. That's a, yeah. No, but it's a, it's a good question. Uh, you know, I, when I was uh, then uh, later going into Bible schools and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and we were a lot of mission, uh, on mission trips around in Europe. And I was I was fully ready to become a missionary in Europe. Mm. Uh, so nice. that's funny because so I was not. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, does that sound familiar, boys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, I was thinking, you know, maybe that was what I was going to do. Mm. Uh, but uh, I think several times as I have been around and I came back, go back home, I just sense. Ah oh, no, maybe I actually should stay in this country and a small weird country in Norway. <laughs> because you see it with new eyes when you have been abroad, you know. So right. you, you just see, oh, it's so small. It's so tiny roads. It's so few people. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. So so yeah. So then I, uh, yeah, it was Norway. It became Norway. It became Norway. <laughs> Very cool. Right on. So we were wondering as we were bringing you know lots of different Norwegian Christians and pastors on and different guests on um, to kind of speak into our questions of like what is what I've been calling the spiritual state of Norway and that's just kind of my big terrible phrase that I still haven't been able to come up with a word for <laughs> I'm going to come up with a word for it one one of these days I promise yes. um, but like so where are people like where's Norway at spiritually Do, are people kind of like what you were talking about with your upbringing, like, do they just hear about Jesus and, I mean, kind of fall out of that when they're 
go to college or uh, Ungdomsskolan. Uh, <laughs> Probably not Ungdomsskolan. <laughs> <laughs> or are they atheists? Are they agnostics? Like, what's the what's that general? Uh, what's your perception of Norway? <clears throat> yeah, uh, well, I think definitely there are some atheists, but that's very few. I, I think mm. most people will be. Uh, uh, agnostics. They don't know if uh, they don't think it's possible to find out really if mm. there is a god or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's probably. Uh, I think that will be the mainstream, uh, and uh, and I think also that a lot of people seems to like some church traditions or church mm-hmm. buildings and think there is something valuable uh, valuable in that culture. There are so many Christian mm-hmm. holidays here, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, 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 Norwegians were surprised we've never celebrated Pentecost. Mm-hmm. Like in the United States, we've never, ever, no one knows when it is. Mm-hmm. But you can't, the grocery stores are closed here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bank holiday. Yeah, it's a bank well, holiday. That's what my family was like really surprised to hear that. People, grocery stores, mm-hmm. banks take mm-hmm. two days off for Pentecost, yeah. Ascension Day. Ascension Day. Mm-hmm. John the Baptist's birthday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, is that right? <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I wasn't getting yeah. that wrong the whole oh, time no. I was in uh, the U.S. <laughs> John, that's coming up, isn't it? Yeah. In, in yeah, a couple it's, days. It's, some, it's today. No, is it today? Is it in two days? Right. So I got to go grocery shopping. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, so it was, wait, it, uh, it was yesterday when it this was, episode comes uh, out. We have okay, to okay. keep the magic. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was yesterday, uh, uh, <laughs> based on when this episode comes out. So that's uh, that's really re- interesting, Espen. So you, you say some people, most people, are kind of agnostic. They say you can't really know whether mm. God is real. Mm. So we come from um, we come from a, a particular culture that it's mm. really clear being here. It's like, it's like being a fish out of water, and you go, "Oh my gosh, I was in water that whole time." Right. Mm. And mm. so you see, by contrast, you see how different things are. So we've mm. you know we've been here a couple of times for. Um, evangelism events where we spent like a week with college students and interviewing them. And I got that kind of sense too. It was really strange for my ears. And when I tell my friends at home, like that doesn't make any sense. But I met so many people, who, so many Norwegians who told me they're Christian, mm-hmm. which I think is a, is a cultural explanation. Has mm-hmm. some, something to do with my identity. I'm a Norwegian and Norwegians are, are Christians. Has nothing to do with beliefs about God. Then I ask, do you believe in God? And they go, well, no, I'm not weird we've moved past that mm. and then so I say okay so you're an atheist they go no I'm not an atheist mm. and I've even got, I've even gotten that you guys remember the you don't have to remember you can watch it on YouTube that um, the sort of explainer video that we did uh, that we presented at church and like the first thing yes. on our YouTube page and <clears throat> there's one of the we talked about atheists in Norway and we even transcribed it into Norwegian and our friend Sister B what's up Sister B who helped with the transcription she's like you have this word atheist in there and I don't think that's going to hit right because Norwegians do not, they don't believe in God, but we don't view ourselves as atheists. Mm-hmm. And so for mm-hmm. me, that's a really interesting com- mm-hmm. uh, combination because mm-hmm. in, especially in our, in our cultural context, if you say you're a Christian, that means certain things about your beliefs. Uh, you can't be a Christian who doesn't believe in God. That's weird. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. And then if you're somebody who says, no, no, of course I don't believe in God. You would classify yourself as an atheist. In fact, the oh, atheists yeah. in the United mm. States do that. In fact, I heard one who said agnostics. <laughs> you're atheists. Atheist means you lack a belief in God. Anyways, so uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. But, but just that. So just that explanation. Uh, that explanation of of people here are kind of agnostic. You th- they you really can't you can't know whether or not these uh, these spiritual things are true. You can't know whether or not God exists. Um, but still, part of my identity is Christian, and I think mm. I think that that's that, I think that that's still. I think that's still in the soil here. I think it's still in Norwegian blood and bones. And I think that that's going to be really helpful for us to understand. Of course, we're still coming to like, we still, we still see very dimly through clear glass. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that's coming into focus is that thing. There's so much of Christian, so many Christian values that are a part of the culture and the values yeah. in Norway in general. Yeah, you know, I hear you say you see very dimly, but yeah, yeah that's in partly right. But mm. also, there is an opportunity by coming from outside mm. and get another perspective because yeah. it's also right for us that swim in this water. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you have, you have <laughs> perspectives on our culture that we maybe don't see that clearly. Yeah. Mm. So, so that's also an advantage in some ways. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think maybe. actually to work together with yeah. both perspectives is uh, is a very good thing. So wasn't that yeah. just like God to do that? Mm. Mm. So I mean, <laughs> right. The, the, my dad asked me that when we first were talking talking about the idea of moving to Norway. He's like, "Why? There are plenty of people who don't believe right. in our city now," and mm. that's true. Um, but God does things like that, and there's ha- that's we've talked about that a lot. It's hard for us to see our own advantages or like the what gifts 
I guess maybe just by a matter of being different or outsiders or whatever. Like, what is the reason God brought us here mm-hmm. to do work that's different than calling more Norwegians or people who are local or secular, European or whatever, people with a similar worldview to do the, mm-hmm. to do the same kind of work. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that encouragement. Yeah. I think there's something there. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe actually that's something God is doing also. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the last uh, 10, 15 years, I have seen, at least for me, it looks like there are actually more people from abroad coming mm-hmm. to want to do mm-hmm. kind of missionary work in Norway mm-hmm. that I have seen, you know, the, the, from all, we, we are just used to sending Norwegians out. Yeah, right. But not now, a lot of people is, yeah, it looks like they're coming here to, to do mm. gospel work. And that's interesting, mm. you know, maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe God is doing something new that we haven't yeah. seen before. So yeah. so what will come out of that? I don't know, but uh, it's definitely yeah. interesting. Yeah, That was definitely mm. uh, my experience, especially like evangelizing, you know, in Norway, doing the two um, skeptics weeks that we've done on, on the West Coast. Mm. Um uh, I talked about it, I don't know how many times, but I remember the first year, everybody I talked to would basically tell me they didn't believe in God and were very, um, uh, they didn't really, again, call themselves like atheists, but adopted that kind of worldview. What we've been told from mm-hmm. uh, like other Norwegians is that it's kind of functional atheism. Basically, live as if there is no God, live, live as if the world's completely physical and don't really think about spiritual things. Mm-hmm. Um, without taking yeah. a positive position. Uh, well, you're right, without yeah, taking uh, a positive uh, position. Uh, even yeah. Christians easily fall into being yeah, practical atheists. Yep. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about that too in a second. <laughs> so hang on to that because please, I, I need to, we have to get your perspective perspective on that. But um and so but the second year I came talking to people about spiritual questions like I I I could re- easily tell it was like obvious like that there's been this kind of shift where it's a lot more openness like I find like evangelizing even today in like Oslo right hasn't been like super awkward people are generally open to hearing like you know different perspectives and um are genuinely curious about like okay we well, are Christian like you you're a Christian who thinks God is real. Mm. Like what? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, let's talk about that. And so have you noticed that? I feel like you, you did just say, yes, I've noticed that there are people who would call themselves Christians who are basically functional atheists, right? No? Yeah, it, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think. Help me understand that. Because no. that's <laughs> like. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, it's many things going on uh, mm. because um, actually I think it's more people that call themselves Christians right now yeah. because at least they are not Muslims, right? Mm, right. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So is yeah. that is the other uh, the contrast? You know, mm. they start to call themselves uh, Christians, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, there is uh, a scare. Yeah, they are scared for saying that they believe in in God. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so there are many <laughs> many things happening. I think. Mm. Okay. Mm. Very interesting. Uh, so on that note. Um, kind of generally this kind of like agnostic attitude. We don't want to call ourselves mm. atheists, but mm. we, we're kind of getting the sense that people like generally just live their life, like their regular lives. Mm. Don't really think about spiritual questions, mm. um, do that kind of functional atheist kind of thing. So with that said, with that, knowing that that's the, you know, mindset that a lot of people are, you know, that we're coming into Norway with, People with that mindset, there you go. That's how you say those <laughs> words. <laughs> what are some obstacles? What are some other obstacles that come with that mindset of like accepting Christianity? What are some obstacles for Norwegians putting faith in Jesus that uh, you see? Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's uh, it's very hard to, you, you're afraid that people will not like you if you, mm. if you mm. take that faith. Uh, that's for sure. They, they will maybe uh, have to find other friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you get lonely, it's hard, you know. So mm-hmm. I think it's actually maybe loneliness can stand in the behind and, and scare a lot of people to mm-hmm. do it. They mm-hmm. want to, uh, yeah, they want to have their friends, you know. And uh, and also maybe, uh, yeah, as uh, in Norway we have this uh, very high conformity uh, um, pressure mm-hmm. on people, mm-hmm. so they have to. It's it's a little bit strange because we are the most individualistic country in the mm. world, maybe one of the most strongest individualistic countries, mm. uh, and the states helps because you can you can be on your own and you can still be safe in many mm. ways, yeah, yeah. Uh, economically uh, yeah. and so on. Um, but at the same time, so so why why do we have this pressure to conform when we are so we are safe on our own, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 
I, it's a bit hard to. I, I try to find out what this means, right? Uh, but uh, I think it's. Uh, I don't know if I have any answer, but maybe it is because the only thing that can make a base for community is if you like the other, or are like they are. You know, mm. you conform to that. Mm. So if you don't conform to that, you have no reasons to be with those people because there is no other. Uh, things that's keeping you together. If it's uh, economic reasons, you want to show honor, you want to, mm-hmm. you are part of a family, or yeah, all these other things are are so weak in the mm-hmm. Norwegian culture. Uh, so the only thing is if you are the same kind of person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then you conform because if no, not you have to just. Why should you be with them? And then mm-hmm. you are alone. Uh, maybe, maybe that that was a suggestion. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's really uh, interesting. So we noticed we noticed that too. So that you can see it. You can see in, in certain outward ways that there is um, significant pressure to conform here. But that is such an interesting contrast between the very high value placed on individualism. Mm. So our girls are in uh, Bonhaga, which is like it's very much like con- kindergarten. And so Celia's done with that this year. She'll be going to first grade next year. And so we're talking with her teacher and asking what kind of things are they learning. Or ask Celia, what did you learn at school? And she goes, learn? We played. Mm. And we talked to her teacher and she goes, we're not, we're not doing learning. Learning happens later. Like that's yeah. fine. They're gonna, she's going to be fine. She'll learn to read later. Mm-hmm. What we want now is for your daughter to learn how to understand her feelings Mm -hmm. and express herself and be willing to have an opinion and be able to state the opinion even to adults Mm -hmm. and how to how to know how to be Mm -hmm. and understand and express all of her celianess that's what they're working Mm -hmm. on from the time kids are you can go to Bonhaga as soon as a few months i think Mm -hmm. but until Mm -hmm. the time uh until the time they're five or so and then go into first grade when they're six Mm -hmm. and uh and so it's interesting that 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 I mean another example is that Norway was uh, a long time ago legalized gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Transgender um, expression here is not shocking. It's been it's mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of normal and usual, and there's uh, very little pressure to conform, especially compared to other places in the world, or in, in a certain sense. Um, so on the one hand, we have like radical individualism and acceptance mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. you just being all the you that you can be. Yeah. And then the way that ends up when you're 18 or 19 or 20, you're finally like becoming an adult and individuating. Mm. The way that it works out is severe pressure to conform yeah. to whatever yeah. to whatever that thing is, and it works yeah. out to you know all the girls flexing their naked ankles in the winter. And <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> did you notice that as a Norwegian? All the naked ankles? Uh, no, I didn't. No, know <laughs> <laughs> you'll see it now. You maybe you won't be able to not okay. see it. Yes, but that's. I'm sorry. I know that no. that's a sil- that's a silly example, but it's it's enough for us as outsiders. But yeah. like, it is. It is kill you, kill you cold outside, and every and all of the girls have naked ankles. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, no, but I'm not crazy, right? Somebody back me up. I'm not. Our the ankle flex is a real thing. She's no, nodding. She's her nodding head. her head. No, no, but it's really hard to combine those two things. Yeah. how they work together. They must. Know? They must. They, be, they, yeah. they do in some way, but it's hard to find the. Yeah, yeah it's really difficult to understand. Yeah. But it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. I, well, I would just emphasize. So I see like the um, conformity. I'm like, my mind is going crazy um, since you just said that word, like the high pressure to conform. Because um, I think I recognize that there are tons of social issues in Norway that are like very big deals. Um, just that everyone looks at us like, I don't, like I feel um, when we're in our language course, mm-hmm. there are some of these social issues like mm-hmm. uh, the environment and, um, yeah, just so there are some of these social issues yeah. that we bump into where I'm definitely very uneducated on them compared to everyone else in the room um, because everyone seems to have the general, like they come to the table thinking these are the big issues in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so not just like conformity and, or like an example to mm-hmm. um, draw the conformity that you're talking about is when COVID the like restrictions and the regulations for it sort of fizzled mm-hmm. out and came to an end mm-hmm. in Norway. Um, they announced like you didn't need to wear masks in mm-hmm. buses and in mm-hmm. stores anymore. And the next day, 
all the signage was gone, mm-hmm. and I didn't see a single person wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And in America, mm-hmm. you still have pockets of people yeah. doing yeah, yeah. that. Well, on the, yeah. on the other side, yeah. the mm-hmm. the minute the masks were required again, it was like yeah. that millisecond everyone mm-hmm. had masks on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was there was a, it didn't linger. It didn't whatever. Yeah. It was like this is this is okay. We're Norwegians. This yeah. is what we're doing. And then the day they said no more masks, like we got on the bus ten minutes later, yeah. and there were no more masks on the bus. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah and then, and there wasn't like for me, I you know I'm. Getting on the bus with a mask, and I'm like, I can take this off. And I'm like, do I need to talk to the bus driver? And like, are, is someone going to find me or what's yeah, going yeah. Like, I'm worried about that with what I'm used to in America because, yeah, it, things just don't go like that. Like, mm. something is announced, and everyone's like, yep, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that as an example to point to like the social issues that um, there's a lot of conformity behind. Um, like, we're Christians trying to come in with our own gospel that is for the most part foreign to their ears. Um, and we're presenting a gospel in the midst of like 30 different gospels that are Norway as mm-hmm. a whole is like, these are the biggest issues that yeah. everyone needs to be focused on the, um, how the world is like, mm-hmm. uh, global warming, all the different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm the least educated person <laughs> on the things because I'm one of the guys who cares about Jesus and like Jesus the most. Like once yeah. I found that guy, my whole life's only been that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there are all these issues that we're trying to like bump up against and say like, hey, we have one that's like way more important than all these. Mm-hmm. And we're fighting against this huge bubble of conformity that says these are the most important issues mm-hmm. and belief in God isn't on that list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, you so, guys still have to pay for the doctor, right? Mm, what are you talking mm. to me about this God stuff? You guys haven't even figured out how to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you heard that one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're talking about like, so like in the U.S., we don't have socialized health care. Right. And so like we still have to pay for the doctor right. and stuff. And yeah, so it's like... There is, a, there, there is a sense that the Norway and Scandinavia is ahead of all yeah. of the countries mm. uh, in many ways mm. in development. Yeah. Uh, so there's yeah. this pride, uh, I yeah. think, uh, mm. within, within there you uh, go. Norway. Yeah. That could be an obstacle. Well, uh, well yeah, yeah, and at the same time, it's yeah. like you said, Espen, like yeah. be, because of um, state largesse, you can afford to be lonely. You, you don't need a community mm-hmm. to take care of you, to take care of you physically mm-hmm. or spiritually or emotionally. You can mm-hmm. you can live alone and be safe. Yeah, you can. And that what that sounds like hell. Yeah, yeah. I think then, and then people don't find meaning anymore. Yeah, right. right so, exactly. So, so <laughs> I just read uh, an article in the newspaper uh, yesterday or the day before. Mm. Uh, you know, it was a man in his fifties. He didn't. He hadn't found the right uh, girl to marry, mm. and uh, he had a good job. Everything was okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he, he, what to, what to use all the money for? You mm. know, if he didn't have anything, anyone to use it on. Mm-hmm. So he decided to to get a surrogate uh, baby mm-hmm. from the states. Yeah. So he went over and, and paid all the money and mm-hmm. did all that. But you know. Yeah, then I think, you know, yeah, it's, it's some lo- loneliness here, maybe, that, yeah, mm-hmm. as he said or expressed it in the interview, mm-hmm. you know, and also a lack of purpose, you mm-hmm. know, what's, what is this for? You yeah. know, and uh, yeah, and I, 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 and I relate very much to, to that lack of purpose. Yeah. I think that was a huge thing in, in my life as well. You know, I was searching for something mm-hmm. that gave, a, gave me a purpose. Mm-hmm. We need something, some good works to do, you know, yeah. to then, then life gets much better. You know, right. we have a <laughs> well, something yeah. important. Once so people right. are aiming themselves yeah. at what appear, mm-hmm. to be the, appear, appear to be the important good works, and I appreciate you putting that, Bailey, is like they've got 50 gospels, you said 30, they've got 30 gospels. That they're trying to pay attention to, like what is what is the good news? Mm-hmm. Well, the good news is we can fix the climate, or we can fix economic injustice, or we can fix whatever. Mm-hmm. And so people pour themselves into kind of activisms. But we've talked about that in our like evangelism mm-hmm. training, right? Is like that's mm-hmm. well, the the problem with the world is not that it's getting too hot too fast. Uh, the problem is even if even if people are making the world too hot too fast it's on account of our sinful nature mm-hmm. and that's what we need to that's what we need to talk about and so um what people tend to do is see problems in the world and then approach them in very human ways right that's why we get politics that's why we right. get various activisms and there to some extent those things well maybe not politics but activism can do some good um yeah but no matter how much we pour ourselves into that, like we never fix the problem. We mm. never fix the problem. We're, we're still staring at the finger and that's pointing at the moon, right? Mm. We're still staring mm. at the finger. Yeah. And so, but I think that that gives us incredible opportunity for common ground. Um, because yeah. even, even when it looks like I think we have real, 
real differences of opinion yeah. about what's important or what's valuable or what you should spend what you should spend your life doing. Like what's at bottom is really deep agreement, mm-hmm. like really mm-hmm. deep agreement with the fundamental things. And I think that that's you know, when Scripture says that the law is written on our hearts, and mm-hmm. that's right. a fearful thing. That's a fearful thing oh, to yeah. know enough about God's character that you're. Um, um, that you're responsible and accountable for it. Mm-hmm. But what's on our hearts is that kind of, so we know, like we know we should be treating people well and with dignity and all those kinds of things that we're talking about. So I think that we have real opportunities for, you know, whatever, like Bailey, when you see, like I'm a, uneducated about the state of the environment, I don't know about that stuff. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. But mm-hmm. what we can agree is people aren't taking care of the world that has been made for us. Like, why is that a problem? Right. Well, future generations, well, who cares about them? They don't even exist. Sure. They're not, they're not real. They don't exist. Why should I care about that at all? Well, the answer to that question, mm-hmm. why should I care about that at all? I think we'll find, um, uh, at least intuitive agreement about, it. and we can talk about yeah. that in a really interesting way. And we don't have to leave the conversation on the surface about, should I rinse out my recycling or whatever? We can talk about why is it important that, why, why should we care for future generations? They don't even exist. Mm. Oh man, I've got some. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> there is so much to go into I know. there. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Espen. <laughs> well, and those, uh, and all those things, I think we've called them, you know, when we talk about evangelism training and kind of our evangelistic strategy, if you will, like mm. how, like how are we going to get out and preach the gospel, right? Um, like those are areas of overlap with, you know, the, desperate search for mankind to find meaning and purpose and identity and hope, mm-hmm. right? That's It's June, right? It's Pride Month here yeah. in Norway and all over the world. I mean, this month is all about people's identity, where mm-hmm. they find their value, mm-hmm. um, how to their journey to find acceptance, mm-hmm. uh, just self-acceptance and acceptance in the world. And then the biblical worldview, right, which touches all of that, like in the biblical worldview, we find our acceptance and our identity and mm-hmm. home in Jesus and our hope right. in Jesus as well. Right. And so we have this mankind, and it, you don't even have to pick the pride issue, pick yeah. any kind mm-hmm. of issue. You can pick arrogant pride or just you know the climate change or whatever. Um, but those areas of overlap of the humans, uh, human beings' desperate thirst uh, to be satisfied in those things, yeah. and then Jesus comes in and actually provides satisfaction for those things. Yeah. And there will be overlap, there will be tension, um, because sometimes what Jesus has to say about that is not it's not always, you know, makes people happy. It's not right. always well, not always lines up with their expectations. We were talking about this a little bit before. In fact, just when we were we were setting up to do today's thing, like we we're just talking about I was talking. You guys weren't. You you don't have to <laughs> yeah. blame you for any of this. I was just <laughs> vomiting from yeah. my mouth. But anyways, the, the idea was, so I've been thinking a lot about uh, about Pride Month because they celebrate it in the schools and in Barnahaga and yeah. it's led to some conversations at home and, and an interesting thing, but completely irrespective of all of the, like, of all of the sexuality stuff, I'm not referring to any of that at all. So right. put that aside. But just the idea that as humanity we're going to celebrate and, and have parades on behalf of of our own pride in ourselves. It's like, where do we find that meaning? Like, how, how does it all coalesce? Where do we find our essence? Where where do we find our satisfaction? And we have now a culture that goes, in me, mm. I'm the satisfaction of all of that. Mm. And that can't leave, that can't leave you satisfied. Mm. That's, that's, it's saccharin. It's, it's NutraSweet. It's, it's fake sugar, right? right? It, you taste like you're nourishing yourself. But you aren't. It's a, it's a pathway to death. So cel- the celebration of human pride. Sorry, um, Pastor, you, you got me preaching. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> the celebration of human pride. That's like the worst sin. So the pride. Just scoop out whatever we're being proud about. I'm not like I said. I'm not speaking about the sexuality stuff or any anything sure. at all. You can fill that in with anything. If what we're celebrating is the pride of humanity's greatness, or if I'm I'm celebrating pride of myself. That's a fearful place to be. The scriptures mm. talk often about God being opposed to the proud, right. but giving grace to the humble. Mm. And God mm-hmm. himself was the ultimate example of that, where the maker of the universe came and sacrificed his own life in order to pay the penalty that we deserve. Like that's the greatest example mm. of humility. Mm. And I think that we're always, if what we're doing is elevating pride and making ourselves, making ourselves um, sort of the inventors of our own reality, right? If we become the the authority about, about those things, man, I th- I just think that's that's just so scary. Like I don't think you can I don't think <laughs> mm. you can be further it's from God scary. than and and but it shows. So on the one hand, it's really um, kind of um, scary. Scary isn't exactly the word, but it's kind of it's not even terrifying. It's just kind of sad and and somber, or something like that. Yeah. 
But on the other hand, it gives us great hope because people are looking for the, for the meaning that only Jesus can, can satisfy. Like when Jesus mm. said, what if I told you that I can show you where you can draw water and you'll never thirst again? Mm. It's like, yes, I want that thing. We all still want that thing, mm. but we're still going to the same tapped out well. It doesn't matter how many buckets full of sand we pull up. Mm. We're still going to go, we're still going to go try and draw from human pride to get what it, what it is that only Jesus can give to us. So I think, yeah, for me, that's really, it's like depressing on the, on the one hand, mm. because he, he, humanity just hasn't changed, right? We still worship ourselves instead of God, but it's also really encouraging because at the same time, people everywhere. And, and even here, even in, even in, uh, even in Oslo, even in secular Norway, yeah. where the people are healthy and wealthy and beautiful and educated mm. and can afford to be alone, they still, people still, um, are longing for lives of meaning. Yeah, definitely. And, and, uh, and also the, you know, for spirituality, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you see that, and you see that clinch actually often, mm-hmm. so, sometimes also in the media. Those mm-hmm. who have kind of embraced new spiritualities and how they are against the rationalist or the, yeah, uh, yeah, you, you can see that. But uh, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, many people has also moving that way, finding new spiritualities. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so people are searching, right? And, mm-hmm. and and Jesus promises that his burden is light and that he will satisfy your thirst so that you'll never thirst again. There you go. That was a good sermon. I like it. That was good. <laughs> I took too much. I know I took that too was, much time. No, no, that was, that was, I meant that as genuine encouragement. He pulled my so. string. Have you guys, were, are you old enough <laughs> for those toys? Espen's old enough. Do you remember those toys, the little dolls, you'd pull their string and they'd talk? Oh, like no. Like Pee Wee Herman yeah, and Bart Something Simpsons. like Let, that. Let's, let's, cars or something okay. like that. Yeah. That's fine. Let's hear what he thinks about something else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably wise. Yeah. So, um, so on that, just kind of that really profound um, recognition. Um, uh, we're not profound for recognizing it. I think, thankfully, we're we're not wise in every area, but we're wise to kind of recognize this kind of thirst, this search for hope that's ingrained in every human being. What would be some advice, some nuggets of wisdom you could give us as foreigners coming into a Norwegian context to evangelize, whether things we should not do like mm. way not do and avoid mm. or things we should do um like how how should we evangelize norwegians yeah yeah that's a hard question you know and you ask one that is not uh, maybe very good in evangelism or have that as his heart uh, yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I done evangelism a lot, in, or I did in the first part of my Christian life in mm. Europe. Mm. Uh, and we did some in Norway too. But I think, uh, yeah, mostly what I met and, and the places I did it was within pretty Christian places and Christian mm. communities. Uh, and uh, so there we saw a lot of great thing, a lot of people mm. actually uh, coming to faith and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, but that were people that knew the story uh, and knew the narrative. Mm-hmm. And I think right now we have so many people that don't know the narrative. Yeah. Uh, and that is yeah. a challenge because we, you cannot just say a word and it will release and put everything together for that person. Yeah. Sure. You yeah, know, somebody, you, hey, what, what are you going to do to get saved? Yeah. And I was like, that's not <laughs> even categories. In <laughs> save from what? Yeah, like, am I yes. in trouble? Yeah. 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 Are you uh, robbing me? What's <laughs> That's what Elon Musk said on that interview. He's like, do you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And Elon, the first words out of his mouth were, I mean, if, if Jesus is saving people, like, who am I to stop him? Right? <laughs> Has like no concept in yeah. his mind of yeah. like what he needs to be saved from. And so. Yeah. Yeah, c- keep flushing out yeah. that thought. Yes, because no, I have a million I, things I want to say about no, it. No, it's, yeah. it's it's uh, no, it's true. It's uh, I think it's hard, and, yeah. and you have to a, a huge map to paint for people to mm. to make them understand how this is connecting. Because mm. uh, and also a lot of the words or expressions are getting kind of negative loaded. Mm. Yeah, uh, if they don't see the rest of the map. Yeah, uh, because mm-hmm. it, it's need uh, you need the story in the background to understand the message. So I think actually evangelism is not uh, it's not hard, easy to to make a, right. a fast progress in, in that. Too. You need time. You need to show that you care. You need to um, and and you need to I think uh, show people that you don't try to convince them mm-hmm. as much as you try to to uh, help them see what's already going on in their mm. life and, and, and connect with those things they have maybe seen that they don't understand and maybe God has been around, you know, maybe mm. uh, someone in their family or what happened there, you know. Yeah. Right. And suddenly God, they see that, oh, maybe God is alive or there is yeah. something going on. I cannot yeah. understand mm. it and, and you mm. can help, it, uh, help them in that way, mm. uh, maybe. Um, Instead yeah. of, hey, here's a new thing. Here's a new thing you should put in your life. Yeah, yeah. 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 
Yeah, also also the fact that, you know, most people are educated, right? So right. if you come, I think it's easier in other countries, you know, you, they know, oh, you come from America or from Norway and uh, you have a lot of education. Mm. There are openness because mm. of that. Some countries mm. have openness to that because they are not as well educated, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and there is a, then there's made an openness, but not here. Yeah, most mm. people are uh, maybe uh, smarter than you. <laughs> than meet, you know, that's a real low bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so. <laughs> that's fine. They can be smarter than Cam. So, that's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. So, oh, so, uh, so uh, and um, don't take uh, that from them in a way. That's yeah. okay. You know, uh, put the the scripture right. in the center and say, mm-hmm. okay, what do you see in this? Uh, yeah. I see this. You know. Yeah, I love that so much. It's I love funny that. you mentioned that. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's like they do that if you're educated. Like we're educated, so we don't do the God stuff. I was like, well, no, like no. what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like, yeah, like, right. The more true things you know, the closer you get to understanding who God is. So, mm, right. so our Christian friends, whoever, like, there's, there's been this. Long, oh my gosh, I'm going to preach again. I'm going to stop. But there, this, the idea that there's a battle between the smart people and the religious people, or whatever that is. Like, yeah. no, go be scientists. Go well, be historians. Yeah. Please be willing to study and study and study because the more truth you know, that's like more stuff from God's mind that you have in your mind. And so don't be, don't be intimidated by people who are educated. I love that, um, mm. Espen. That. Um, uh, I was going to say strategy, but it's not a strategy. But the thing where you say, okay, well, let's put the text together. Tell me what you see. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're a smart, you're a smart guy, and you're mm-hmm. educated. Like let's look at this together and let's hear your insights mm-hmm. about it. Because scripture is true. Scripture is written by God, so it's like no one's going to outsmart it. Mm-hmm. We can only outdumb <laughs> scripture. We can't outsmart it. <laughs> but then to hear someone else's perspective and try instead of trying to give them one, which I think, sure. like I would be resistant to that too. If I if I was in in college. And some missionaries from Saudi Arabia showed up and started telling me what I should do with my soul. Um, I would not be super interested in hearing what they had to say, no matter how good their arguments were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of been our approach. And and as we're wrapping up, like it, it so it was just interesting to me that you were like, well, you know, one thing you can do is like just put it out like a scripture out there or like something out there and like see like approach it together collectively. Um, in community and also kind of getting their thoughts on it. And it's a, it's a difficult balance to try and strike because on one hand, like we understand and have talked about a lot, like the urgency of the message, like the urgency of the gospel. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not here to not, you know, tell you, you should put faith in Mm -hmm. Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to not do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, like we want, uh, we, we have to understand people are on a journey. People like God, you know, draws people to himself in different ways. Sometimes is reading the old Testament to get pointed to the new. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of one of our approaches was to kind of like meet them where they're at, kind of trying to dress something like if it has to do with like, if it has to do with like, like pride of the, that kind of sexual movement, or if it has to do with like the war in Ukraine or the climate change or peace and kind of address it, see if we can kind of address it in a way that Jesus did and to kind of get their thoughts on that mm. is kind of like our turn or like our crux to be like, that's how we introduce the gospel, mm. how we introduce mm. spiritual things. Like mm. I was, it, I was talking, mm. sorry, one more thing and I'll give you the, I'll give you the second to last word. <laughs> I was um, uh, talking with a gentleman uh, called Tobias uh, at uh, UIO, the university of Oslo. Um, and he was uh, sharing with me that he uh, he's like, well, I'm a socialist and I've studied, you know, I care about reaching out to the oppressed and and stuff like that. Uh, we actually talked about the same thing with uh, Pastor Eidek as well. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it's weird. Every time a pastor comes on, we have to talk about this, I guess. But yeah. um, my bridge to get him to the gospel, since I know he cared about the marginalized and oppressed, I pointed him to how Jesus cared about the marginalized mm-hmm. and oppressed and reached out to them. And now I'm not saying Jesus was socialist. Please don't hear me say that. And I'm not kind of going off on that train, right. but the way I was able to make the gospel, uh, not water it down, but palatable, like him to the way I was able to get him to open his mind and his heart to the gospel was showing that like, you have the same value that kind of Jesus had. Uh, how do you, how do you deal with that? Like Jesus says, do all this too. And, Introduce him to some of the other things Jesus said about, you know, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and you need <laughs> oh, to deny tough. yourself and take up your cross and follow me. Yeah. And so, um, 
So I love that. Mm. What a, what no, a I think uh, well, we have this uh, this uh, theory of uh, friends evangelism in Norway. It has mm. been pretty dominating, and you become friends with people, and later you start to tell them about Jesus uh, and so mm. on. But uh, I, I'm not so sure that is a good uh, way. I think it's better to be yeah. a little bit more open and bold yeah. right away. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. I'm uh, not sure that's a good way either. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't work, and maybe then you don't even tell them about Jesus, and they mm. live out of your that, life, yeah. and you never meet them. Uh, no, we should just be uh, open and uh, and real uh, about our yeah. faith uh, yeah. and uh, outspoken. You know, we we are not so good to talk about uh, faith, uh, and it's a bit hard, of course, not make it uh, bad uh, or like what's uh, what should I say uh, a bad uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, when you introduce religion in some ways, yeah, yeah, right. it's, it yeah. gets a little bit like, oh, what is mm. this? <laughs> it can uh, but, very but, quickly. But, <laughs> but if you can find some good ways to right. just make mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah, because I mean, people want to talk about this mm-hmm. uh, when they are drunk, at least. <laughs> so, so, so then they probably also yeah. want to talk it when they're not drunk. Right so. All right, guys. But become all things to all people, right. so that we might win in some. So, so uh, they are interested, but they they don't want to lose face, and they don't yeah. want to. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, that's, that's all in, in super really helpful. That's all super helpful. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate the, those insights. Thank you. So much, Espen, for coming on. Um, well, can I get, could say one quick thing? And that is, I just want to give you a personal thank you. So we thanked uh, sure. your wife, Raquel, for helping to take care of this team, even when I was still in the United States before I got here. And you guys were just so important and so valuable and such a blessing to to me, to me personally, knowing that there were Christians here who were loving on and looking after and taking care of the team. And I know the rest of the team really appreciates that. And now for us being in your spiritual care as our pastor, um, I, yeah, so thank you for being on the podcast. And I just want to say, I'm sorry, Jacob, I interrupted your, uh, your, what you, I just interrupted you. I'm yeah, sorry. what the heck? No. <laughs> but, th- but thank you at, on that level also. That's yeah, but it's, I think uh, thankfulness is on our side. I mean, we, we get to work with people that come here with, mm-hmm. uh, with especially one uh, mission in mind. Yeah. And that's a blessing to, to mm-hmm. have you come here and to work with you and see where this leads. Uh, yeah. I really look forward to that. And uh, that's, uh, that's a blessing for us as well. So, mm-hmm. so we are. Are, uh, we are we are the happy ones here. <laughs> well, thank, thank you yeah. for that. That's very mm. encouraging, and I know mm. that uh, I speak for the, the whole team when we say mm. we are also very excited mm. yeah. to see what the future holds, and excited to do ministry together, and excited mm. to learn from mm. each other, like mm. because uh, uh, God knows we need it. And um, yeah, so thank you, thank yeah. you for coming on, thank mm. you for all your advice. So for everybody watching, we appreciate you tuning tuning in to this very special episode of Word First Radio, and we will see you again next week. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to Word First Radio. If you like the podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. If you want to learn more about Word First and how you can support the ministry spiritually and financially, check us out at wordfirst.us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Word First Radio, and we'll see you again next week. God bless.